One of the things in life that makes me so confused is that there seems to be no certainty and that I'm certain. <laughs> hey, what an opening line for the first podcast back with her fresh from vacation, my co-host here on Live Life by Design, Lori Few. Lori, welcome back from the oh, greater Boston area. Yes. Oh, fantastic vacation. I will highly recommend it to anyone if you've never been. Um, and I will say that I would highly recommend it with um, 26 other people. Uh, half students, half adults, uh, made for a very interesting trip. I love history. And so getting to see it from the perspective of myself as an adult and what I thought I knew versus what I really learned, but then getting to see it through the eyes of middle schoolers who you never know what, you know, what kind of mood they're in, uh, was refreshing because they were so excited and so invested in the trip. Um, amazing vacation. I highly recommend two and a half days in Boston, two and a half days in New York. I would have loved to have done more, but we crammed as much as we could into those five days and roughly 17,000 steps a day and no one complained. Wow. You know, my Fitbit would have been saying that flash where it comes up and it says, hey, return to rightful owner. But anyway, <laughs> this is not you. You have been abducted. Who Someone are you? stole your Fitbit. <laughs> well, hey, Lori, glad you had a great week, great refreshing time with the kids and all that stuff and the whole group of class that uh, your son was taking. Uh, we're going to visit today, folks. It's Jimmy Williams. We're going to talk about a few things that are, I think, important that we learn as people to make good decisions and to make timely decisions and to maintain our motivation and positivity. And that is, Lori, we're going to bring it out. How do we create more certainty in a world filled with uncertainty? Mm. How's that for a loaded question? That's a loaded question. And I don't like words that start with un. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Hey, so let, let me kind of cage this thing off first, because Lori and I haven't rehearsed any of this stuff, folks. This is just straight off the cuff stuff. Here we <laughs> yeah. go. Uh, one thing, Lori, I wanted to ask is a couple of questions. So have you ever been so certain about something in life and then it came to pass that you generated this just overwhelming amount of confidence? Um, do I publicly admit that or do, uh, I don't know. Oh, um, have I ever had too much confidence as a result of being certain about something? Well, or just an I, abundant amount to, of it, right? Yeah, I, mean, I try not to be because, you, you know, sometimes confidence can be misconstrued as being cocky. So I think there's a fine line there when, you know, you're certain about something. It's because you've studied or you've been trained or you have experience or you have knowledge versus just thinking that, you know, okay, well, I, you know, read an article or I saw a TikTok video. So now I'm a, I'm a, you know, I have all this extra knowledge. I'm super confident. Turns out that you're wrong. Um, I would say I have gained confidence through some things that I've learned to be certain. So yes, but again, fine line there, very fine, fine line. Well, so let me give you a point in my situation. So when I was a young lad, um, Evil Knievel, and if you may not remember him, you're so young, Lori. Oh, no, no, I do. You I may, do. Okay. You know, he yeah. took motorcycles, specifically a Harley-Davidson of that day, which was the number one brand. Everybody dug the Harley-Davidson brand, right? This is before all the the uh, imported bikes started coming into the Americas. Anyway, he, uh, he would jump things. I mean, buses, fountains in Las Vegas. He even tried to jump the Snake River Canyon on a rocket kind of thing. He was the world's first, what in my mind was, true superhero. I mean, this guy was... Invincible. indestructible i mean yeah, yeah he, you couldn't kill him man he it took some terrible hits and he broke probably every bone in his body but he's kept doing it and he always spoke don't laugh when he's at that ramp with such certainty now mm -hmm. i want to pick that word out because 
you know, they're, like you said, a thin line between cockiness and confidence. Now, I'm going to be honest with everyone listening. I may have crossed that line a few times in my sport days when I was younger and had the, <laughs> if you will, ability to back up the mouth. You know, you got to talk a little smack once in a while. Yeah, Even yeah. Superman gave Batman a little trouble once right, in a while, right? right so. Yeah. So anyway, my point to that is, is I thought, well, why couldn't I do some of the stuff Evil Knievel does? I'll never forget. I was about 10 years of age, maybe nine, something like that. And uh, my two best friends got together and we had railroad ties that we put long ways. So think about this, a ramp at one end and the length of those railroad ties with only about six inches of gap between them. So if you didn't clear the railroad ties, you had to land your tire in the middle or you'll just crash. Okay. Mm. Now, we set this thing up, and I thought, you know, how cool that would be to get my name in the record book. I'll go first, right? So that's the <laughs> cockiness coming in, right? So there it is. I was either 9 or 10. I'll never forget this. So no shirt. Back in that day, you know, we're just raised on a farm. We didn't wear shirts back then. I mean, come on. Oh, summer. Summertime. Yeah, it's just different yeah. time. So I had these, uh, these jeans on, and I got on this bicycle. No helmet, kids. If you're listening today, don't do what I did. Wear your helmet. Definitely Be safe. wear a helmet, yes, yes. Yes, We didn't even know such things. Only on motorcycles right. to yeah. give a helmet. So anyway, I come barreling down this hill toward this ramp, and I mean, I bet I'm doing a blistering 15, 20 miles an hour. I mean, I am pedaling. Wind Sing, in your hair? Yes. Well, not much hair to get a wind in. Mom kept it court, <laughs> you know, kind of a, don't laugh. I think back then we got that crew cut because mom was oh, yeah. easy. But anyway. Here I come, and I knew I had certainty until I hit the ramp. Mm. <laughs> and too don't laugh. It's too late. You're committed at that point, Lori. And I knew, I just knew in my heart of hearts, even at nine years of age, I go, this is going to end bad. <laughs> I didn't have enough speed. I should have had more speed. And I was a little too heavy on the bike, apparently. And I mean, I launched, and I mm. only missed it by about two feet wrecked that bike and slid my side of my ribs oh. right down that crystal. Oh. Now, listen, this is crystal coated, this black tar stuff to keep those from rotting so quickly is what they do. Mm. They they put that on this wooden railroad tie. And uh, I'll be honest with you, I was such shock after I did it. I couldn't tell my ribs were on fire. Uh, bike was okay. I got up and my friend, Steve and Ricky are going, that was so cool. Like that. Oh, yeah, and uh, of course, uh, you know, so I didn't want to give into the pain and I looked at her and my rib is my whole left side is just starting to swell. Mm. And, and I looked and there's these black dots all in it. And what they were, were stickers from all of this Chris Holt oh, treated you know, wood all in my side. And I said, man, I don't think that worked very well at all. I don't feel very good. So I ran to the house and showed my mom what I did. And we got to go on a fun field trip to the emergency room. It was a wonderful time. <laughs> so mm. I told her, she said, son, what made you think you could do that? And don't laugh. Here was my exact words. I'll never forget it. Mom, Evil Knievel did it. And I was certain I could do it. Certain. Certain. Mm. It's a very she said that word didn't if you work. think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Certainty. Anyway. I'm certain when you say that it's a very assertive, I'm certain it's going to rain or yes. I'm certain that I'm going to drink coffee today. I mean, it's a very, now that's not fair. Cause that's one that you can make happen in a heartbeat. <laughs> yes, Folks don't I let can. her bow off on that one. That's too easy. That's too no, easy. I can. And I do, I do. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, will tell I you, am that was certain you're addicted to coffee is what I'm yes, certain I of. Yeah, so. um, and I will tell you that was one drawback. And so 
to to traveling this last week. Um, I, you know, on my bucket list, I want to go. I am certain that my bucket list has this item on it that I'm going to go to a coffee, a local coffee shop in every state. It's going to take me a little while, but I'm going to do it. It's like oh. a goal. Um, and there were so many opportunities to stop and you know, partake of the local coffee vibe just in itself in Boston and New York. And I did not get a chance to do that. So, um, because we were on the move and I mean, who am I to hold up the whole tour, you know, trying to duck into a coffee shop, but I I did think about it multiple times and I wrote some things down on, um, on my phone, you know, places to revisit my, the next time I go. So. That was so good of you to show the strength that you could put off yeah. your addiction long enough for these young men and women <laughs> right. to enjoy their trip. I think that is a selfless, selfless act, in my opinion. Right. <laughs> well, so talk to me a little bit about your trip. What gave you certainty that this trip was going to be a success then? Let's use that oh, term. Well, you know, it's interesting that you say that because this is the first trip that I entrusted someone else to plan. You know, I'm a planner. I'm an organizer. I organize people and do, you know, scheduling and crazy things like that for a living. So that's my jam. That's my comfort zone. That's what I'm used to doing. And I really like had to relinquish control because I basically was told, you know, these are, this is the way to pay your, for your trip and we take care of everything. And I was at the mercy of someone else. Um, so I kind of was uncertain that the trip was going to be a success. And so for people that are like me, that are type A personality, that are organizers, that are, you know, doers, and we love to kind of be <laughs> This gets out terrible, but in control. I mean, that's just what it is. I I was a little bit skeptical, but from the moment we took off and we had people in place and structure and those that knew where we were going and the time frame and how to get us there, I I commend. We had a fantastic tour bus driver. Her name was Carrie, and navigating a giant tour bus in New York City, New York Times Square. Kudos to those people, because I don't want to drive a car, let alone a bus. Um, But just trusting in that process, I really learned that this is great. I can relinquish control and show up and just be here and be in the moment and know that for certain I'm going to eat at this time. I'm going to travel at this time. I'm going to see this attraction at this time. But even in saying that, even the people that are certain in their profession that do their jobs, that do this day in and day out where they work with large groups of people to keep everyone on track and everyone on schedule. We had a fantastic trip. Absolutely no hiccups. Get to the airport two and a half hours on the tarmac due to weather. Rerouted four different times. Finally got up in the air, got home at two o'clock in the morning when we were supposed to land hours before. So I think that even the best prepared certainty can lead to chaos and confusion that's out of your control. And it's all about attitude. And, you know, we just kind of had to say, well, we're here, so let's make the best of it. We watched a lot of movies. We told a lot of jokes. Um, There were lots of uh, memes being texted back and forth about being held hostage on a plane with, you know, all these strange people, but they were all in the same predicament that we were. And I had a wonderful conversation with the lady that was sitting next to me. She was from Dallas, um, second grade school teacher. And we just kind of got to talking and she said, I, you know, she was there visiting family and she was getting ready to go home. And she said, you're such a brave soul for traveling with all these middle school kids. <laughs> and I said, no, it's been great. Like they, they have been amazing. And just, you know, even in the most of uncertain times, you know, we talk a lot about mindset and positivity and taking situations and making what you will out of it. But 
even in the most uncertain times, it's all about how you perceive it. It's all about how you internalize it. It's all about how you project to the people around you. So if you are, you know, staying positive and trying to have, you know, your wits about you for all intents and purposes, then you make other people feel that way. And that's kind of what we're all about here at Live a Life by Design. We want you to have positivity and we want you to have a great mindset. We want you to be certain about the things that you're trying to tackle or accomplish. And so I think that's what's great about this podcast is that we get on here and talk about life experiences that we've personally been through that we share with everybody. And they're probably, you know, listening or driving this morning, going, shaking their head, going, yeah, been there, done that. Today's episode of Live a Life by Design is brought to you by the Life Plan Builder, a new online financial planning platform for young professionals who wish to create and gain control of their finances in a simple yet powerful manner. Go to www.compasscapitalmgt.com or call 918-423-3222 for more details on this new platform. You will be glad you did. Now, back to the show. Register principal securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research Incorporated, a broker-dealer member FINRA SIPC. Jimmy J. Williams is an investment advisor representative of Compass Capital Management LLC, a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and Compass Capital Management LLC are not affiliated. 321 South 3rd Street, Suite 4, McAllister, Oklahoma, 74501. You know, things happen to all of us, right, in commonality of life. So I'm going to share with you one way I create certainty in my day every day. Now, you're going to laugh, Lori, because it is such a mundane and rote idea. Brush your but teeth. It, close. Very close. Okay. Flossing. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> hey, don't disregard flossing, folks. That's gum, gum disease happens anytime you don't floss. But uh, no, the real thing that I do is I set and I achieve my goals each day. I really sit now. Now, I say I achieve all of them. I achieve most of them someday. Someday, some big, hairy, audacious goal takes all day to get done. But what I'm saying about that is I set goals on my big three every day. I need to get done. These tasks that go to a bigger goal or whatever. And with that, what am I doing, Lori? I'm creating certainty in my day. I want to have something I'm certain to get done that I know will move the needle forward or upward, whichever way you want to go. So on your trip, you said, hey, I'm normally the type A personality. I like to do everything, have it all set up in the file. And I got to tell you, when you let go of things like that, it creates a lot of doubt and uncertainty in your mind because, A, you're not in control of what you are going to participate in, right? Right. So imagine this story, a true story again. Now, everything we tell you here on Live a Life by Design, my good friends listening, is all true. We may embellish yeah. some of the facts, but Brutally it's all true. true. <laughs> Sometimes brutally true. My younger daughter was a big fan of uh, when she was like uh, a tween. You know what that is, Lori, when you have daughters. You may yeah. not know if you have somebody. A tween. You know, she's not yeah. quite a teenager, but she's kind of like 12, you know, tween. So anyway, um, she and her little friends thought they wanted to go to Hannah Montana concert. Now, you probably don't know oh, the yeah. Hannah Montana. You oh, remember her? Okay. Absolutely. Hello. Well, yes. Well, Hannah Montana has all grown up, according to what I see on, on TV and stuff. And <laughs> yeah. she's no longer the innocent little girl from school. But my point I'm making that is, is the concert was in Dallas. No, I'm sorry, Fort Worth, Fort Worth, Texas, which was about a two and a half hour drive from where we live. And Miss um, Williams was just bound and determined that our daughter should experience this with her three other friends. I said, oh, great. I said, so what parents are going? What, what are the gentlemen going? Well, there's no men going but you. Oh, no. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> so as you can see real quick, my confidence was shattered. I thought oh. myself and four moms going on this trip. She said, uh, no, no, there's not four moms. And I said, 
I'm not going by myself and taking four girls to a concert because I'd have to go in and listen <laughs> to this concert the whole time, right? Because I'm not turning 12-year-old girls loose in this giant concert hall. And she said, oh, no, no. She said, I'm going, you're going, you're going to drive, and the four girls will be in the back of the SUV, and we're just going to go down, and we're going to take them to dinner, and we're going to take them inside. And I said, whoop, 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 you keep using a plural pronoun. I'm not <laughs> sure who the mouse is in your pocket, honey, but I'm not going in this screaming contest of kids for two hours to listen to Hannah Montana sing, scream, or whatever you call it. And it was so funny. So I said, I'll tell you, here's the deal. I'll pay for all four tickets. I'll pay for all the meals. I'll pay for all the gas and I'll drive as long as I don't have to go inside and have <laughs> 15,000 tweens screaming at the top of their lungs for two. I could just imagine Lori, me going to my, uh, you know, my audiologist the next day going, I've got this ringing that won't quit in my head. Yeah. <laughs> so she said, that'd be great. So I had certainty that trip was going to be a success for me. Now, I don't know if it was for the kids, but they came out with big smiles and happy and bouncing off the walls. So I'm assuming it was good for them, too. It, I'm, I promise you at that age for a tween girl. Yes, Hannah Montana. Any experience was probably a good one. Yeah. Uh, and I got to tell you, I had more fun laughing at all the dads that had to go in like, oh, you didn't plan this right, chump. All right. But anyway. <laughs> So one of the ways you can do is set goals and achieve them, man. That builds up certainty in your life, right? Your mindset's going, hey, I can do this. I've done it before. What's another way do you think you can build some certainty? Well, I mean, it kind of goes back to, I think of the, the word willingness. I think you have to be willing to work on making certainty. And that kind of goes back to what I said earlier, like when you learn a skill or you learn a trade or you, you know, become knowledgeable in a subject area that helps you create that certainty that you know what you're facing, you know, what you're walking into, you know, what projects or uh, groups or goals that you've set and you make yourself better to create that certainty because you've given yourself the tools and the knowledge and you've put everything in your toolbox. So that helps you not only with the certainty when you go into a situation, but it helps you be confident. And confidence is what we talk a lot about that it's in your mind. We all talk about, we want to be more confident. I want to be, you know, strong in this area, or I want to be more competent in this content or subject. And so I think they kind of go hand in hand. When you create certainty, you do create that confidence, but it's because you've worked on it yourself. So you know, in your head and your heart and your mind, because those two things play tricks, you know, your head and your heart, they do dirty things to you sometimes in your mindset. And so if you have all of those things aligned on the same page, moving forward, it's kind of an unstoppable force if you're willing to put in the work. So it kind of goes back to willingness. Yeah, it does. And I like what you're saying. To me, it just means take action. If I'm taking action, I get what? Momentum. If I get momentum, I can go conquer anything, right? Have right. you ever run like a race, a 5K or a 10K? Have you ever run one of those, Lori? 5K one time thought I was going to die. I love, <laughs> I love runners. I love them. They are the most I mean, they're enthusiastic. They are I mean, they <clears throat> I don't know. It, it they say that running is a natural high. So I've never gotten there. <laughs> the only thing I ever get from running is a sense of soreness and wanting to vomit. But <laughs> I 
love runners. They are the best people to like they when you watch marathons, when you watch 5Ks, they are so positive and they're rooting and they're cheering and they're doing their thing and they're in the zone and some of them are singing and you know, they wear great costumes and you know, tutus and you know, butterfly wings. I mean, some color runs. I mean, it's amazing. I love running people. But yes, I did a 5K once and that was it. No and that more. was it. That was your it. running career's over. It was over. It was over so, before it started, but I did it. I gotta tell you, to me though, uh running is something that if you do it right, which I have a hard time doing. My technique's not as smooth as it should be. I didn't even know there was such a thing. Oh, yeah. I didn't know I couldn't run. Matter of fact, I had took a running <laughs> class because they said you're not running right. Running now, look, I've been running God, since I was runner? I've been running for since I was two years of age. What are you talking about? Anyway, I um, I did not know that. Yeah, so what I did to create some certainty that I could finish this race and do it with some, you know, reasonable time, my first 5K, I ran in 30 minutes and some seconds. So I was pretty pleased. 30 minutes was my goal. But I went to a, a specialty store that sells the shoes and measures your foot if you got any pronation inside or out. And then I got the fancy shorts and the sweat whisking shirt, which I believe hey. there was a class action lawsuit on because I sweated pretty badly and I don't think it whisked <laughs> very well. Uh, maybe Nike owes Didn't us get some the money. Job done. Yeah. So, so what I'm saying though is I got all of this preparation. That's what you're saying. Take action, yes. move forward, get things lined up to give you that chance of a certainty. Now, I will tell you though. Uh, when you had the guy with only about 3% body fat standing next to you, and there I am in the Clydesdale division, <laughs> a little heavy on the hoof there. Yeah. Excuse me. But, uh, I got to tell you, I looked over at him and he of course doesn't even wear a shirt. Cause he just, you know, tough guy writes his number on his chest with a permanent marker, yeah, you know, the confidence, right? Confidence. Oh man. I looked at him and I said, Hey, you know, you look like you've done this before. And he said, Oh, my goal here is get this. My goal was 30 minutes, right? He said, my goal is to run this thing in 16 minutes and a few seconds. Wow. And I just, my mouth just dropped. I'm like, oh my gosh. So what he did with that comment was, tell me he's certain he's going to make that happen. And I'm going to tell you, I don't remember what it was, but he was close to that. He was like the number one finisher. He yeah. looked like he hadn't even sweated. And of course I was over by there, you know, at the snack bar afterwards, getting the banana and the orange and the fruit, the fruit <laughs> yeah, and chocolate milk, the, you know, give I'm me all the, the juice. Snacks. I need all <laughs> but certainty, yeah, certainty though takes action, momentum, just like you said, preparation creates certainty in your day. What's one final word you could help us understand about certainty in our lives, Lori, that we could give our listeners today? One final one word, response. one final word. Goodness, I'm never good with one word. I mean, obviously, one word. Um, well, I'm not going to say anything about being capable. a woman in one word. Oh, there it is, capable. Okay. Capable, Very another good. C word, capable. You know, and that that's the thing. I. I we we feel sometimes that we're not capable, but we're capable. That's the word I would leave everybody with. I like that. I've heard of culpable. I've been there many times, but uh, <laughs> when it comes to being honorary as a kid, I was very culpable. <laughs> I was very culpable, Lori, before I knew what the word meant. I really oh, was. Well, see, you were a trendsetter. You just didn't know it. And I thought I had studied civics enough in grade school to understand what the Constitution said about self-incrimination. Apparently, I didn't because my dad made me confess a lot of stuff that I'd done wrong uh, as a child. Uh, he was said I was very capable of being culpable. And so that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> hey, folks, today, the key thing we're trying to get through is, is during these summer days, these doldrums of summer, the dog days, if you will, Lori, mm. we want you... Lori and I want you to have some certainty in life by setting some goals, taking some actions, 
achieving what you want to, to build your confidence and get that momentum you need. And like Lori said, just show your capability to prove your mind and your heart are in the right alignment. Right. So Lori, I got to tell you, this has been interesting discussion because we didn't know folks what we were really going to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) And so it comes across. So I love the spontaneity for one, but I love the fact that there's always seemingly to be something between Lori and I, that we have in common. And that is that we want the biggest, best, and most beautiful life for anybody listening out there. And it's all within your grasp. If you simply work for it and have your alignment of heart and head, I love that. It's a good way to start the week. Absolutely. Lori finishes off and let's have a great week. All right. So now, you know, the challenge go out and be capable this week and always remember to live a life. By design. design. (laughs) See you (laughs) next week. You can get a complete transcript of today's show online at livealifeby.design. If you like the show, please tell your friends and family about it. Also, we would be very appreciative if you would leave a review of the show wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been a Life Master Key production. The program is copyrighted by Jimmy J. Williams and Company. All rights reserved. Our production assistant is Amy Cotton. Our intern is Brindley.